Gem City Sports Network presents the High School Game of the Week. Today's game is being brought to you by Pro Fighter Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in Southwest Ohio. By the USO. By the Ohio High School Athletic Association. By Darren Dollar Music. And by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Let's head out to the stadium for all the exciting play-by-play action of high school football. Here's Doug Brown. And good evening, everybody, from Chief Brown Stadium in New Lebanon, Ohio, on the campus of Dixie High School. We welcome you to the high school game of the week. Today's game features the Tri-County North Panthers and the Dixie Greyhounds. Last week we had the uh, Panthers on against Dayton Christian. They just walloped to Dayton Christian. Um, they just walloped them like 76 to 20. Uh, Dixie comes in, or Tri County North comes into this game with a record of no wins and one loss in the conference, one and two overall. They average 38 points a game and give up 34.7. The Dixie Greyhounds, on the other hand, they had lost 15 in a row until this season, until the first game of this season. They've righted the ship, it looks like, and uh, Dixie comes into this game with a record of one win and one loss in the conference, two and one overall. They are uh, they average 38 points per game, give up 30. So it should be an interesting game. You know, they they give up uh, both teams give up the same amount of points almost. So should be interesting. Last year it was all North. North won 55 to nothing, and that was at Tri County North. Dixie was held to just 69 yards of total offense and 14 of 24 in passing for just 63 yards. Uh, we're going to go to down to the field for the Dixie alma mater.
Anderson. Our national anthem done by the Dixie Marching Band. And a moment of silence for the for the 9/11 attacks that happened uh, long ago. And I'm sure everybody knows where they were when they found out that the towers had come down. So the Panthers, they lost their first two games of the year. They lost 56-14 to Brookville and 28-21 to Nash, or National Trail. Last week, they just blew out uh, Dayton Christian 76-20. Logan Flory was 5 of 9 for 144 yards, and he carried the ball 8 times for 80 yards and 3 touchdowns. Colton Van Winkle carried the ball just 13 times, but he carried it for 191 yards and 2 TDs. Landon Offenbacker scored two touchdowns. He was one for nine and uh, one of nine yards, one of eighteen. Mason Givens ran one in from forty-nine yards out, and the kicker did uh, the. Um, he hit ten PATs in a row last week, and I think that is a. They said that was an unofficial record, so, but I didn't know. If, I didn't find out if that was an official record. For Dixie, the Dixie Greyhounds ended a 15-game losing streak by beating Irvington Prep Academy 73-0 in the opening game of the season. Then they won, uh, they won again two weeks ago, a 35-27 victory over Mississippi Valley right here at Chief Brown Stadium. Last week, they ran into a very tough Ansonia Tigers team and lost 64-6. Aiden Martin was 16-23 of 23 in passing for 277 yards and 7 TDs. Uh, four of those touchdowns came, came against Mississippi Valley couple of weeks ago. It, interesting note, last year Dixie had just scored 10 points all season long. Seven was against Ansonia, three to Tri-Village. They also gave up 554 points last year. But this year, it's a totally different team. They've got the numbers, they've got uh, they've got everything they need right now. So the it should, this could be an interesting game uh, due to the fact that you know, these two teams well, they're not far apart and they're evenly matched. So, uh, other games today, uh, Ansonia is at Arcanum, Twin Valley South is at Preble Shawnee, Mississippi Valley is at Tri-Village, and tomorrow Bridgeport is at Bradford. Next week, Dixie will travel to National Trail, Arcanum will be at Tri-County North. So we're going to take a break, be back with more of the pregame show right after this. You're listening to High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along that line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT-TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, 
Never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Profiler Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time Drag Week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Karn, Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. And back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School in New Lebanon, Ohio. Welcome back to the High School Game of the Week. Dixie won the toss and they will receive. They will go from left to right on your dial. The uh, Panthers will be kicking off going from right to left. Panthers in their gray jerseys with white numbers like they did last week. And the uh, Greyhounds in their white jerseys with red numbers, gray trim, gray helmets, and red pants. It's a great evening for football here in New Lebanon. And right now, it is a great, great temperature outside, 76 degrees. Uh, 76 degrees is the temperature. Humidity is 60%. Dew point at 61. Great night for football. It's mostly cloudy with a low around 60 tonight. Northeast winds out of the uh, northeast winds 7 to 10 miles an hour. So sit back and enjoy tonight's game between the Panthers of Tri County North and the Greyhounds of Dixie High School. This is a grass field. It's a great shape. They got that new LED lighting here, and they got a new scoreboard. So uh, they're playing a good song right now. So we don't have the rights to it. So we, uh, it's not, yeah, like I said, we don't have the rights to it, but uh, it's Welcome to the Jungle. In honor of the Brown, uh, the Bengals and that team up north. And I don't mean the, that, that state up north. I mean the team in northeast Ohio. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so the Greyhounds getting set to come onto the field. They take the field for the opening kickoff. Going back deep for the Panthers, or for the uh, Greyhounds will be uh, Alex Bess and also. Joseph Velasquez, Velasquez doing the kicking for the Panthers. Could be Parlette. Now, Parlette had a hell of a game last week. I mean, 10 extra points. He would have uh, gone for number 11, but they took a knee. 
They took a knee and that was it. So, uh, 12 minutes on the clock. The fans are here. The band's here. The teams are here. here. We're here. So sit back and enjoy tonight's game between the Panthers and the Greyhounds. Good crowd on hand here from the Dixie side as well as the Tri-County North side. I don't know what we're waiting for. Both teams are out there. They're all set and ready to go. Don't forget to sign up for your chance to win $1,000. Half-time field goal kick. Yeah, they're giving away $1,000 from... Down at the Farmer's Merchant Bank. Farmer Merchant's Banks. <laughs> Our bank. Uh, I could donate, but... You have to kick a field goal, and I couldn't kick a... Uh, there's no way I could kick it, so... So Dixie will get the ball to start this game. Once again, they are wearing their white jerseys with red numbers, red pants, silver helmets. The the uh, the, Pan- uh, the Panthers in their gray jerseys with uh, gray pants, white numbers, silver pa- silver helmets. Here come the Panthers as Parlette will kick it off for the Tri-County North Panthers out of Lewisburg, Ohio. So here we go. There's the whistle, and Parlette kicks it away, and an end over and coming down to the far side goes to Velasquez. Velasquez, Velasquez at the tw- at the 19, and that's all the further he's going to get. Uh, in on the stop. In on the stop was uh, Peyton Fannin. So it'll be first and ten for the Greyhounds at their own 19-yard line, just underway here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School in New Lebanon. If I can write down the guys up front, I'll get them on here too. And a quarterback for the Greyhounds is Aiden Martin. And Martin is going to hand off. This time it's going to go to Tristan Miller. Miller up the right side and out of bounds. He's going to get the first down all the way up to about the 35-yard line. But there's a penalty on the on the play. See what it, see what's on. And they got the they got the uh, field mic too for the officials. So it's a holding against Dixie, and it's going to mark them back to the 21 yard line. But it's going to re- resume first down, and it's going to be a pickup of two though from the spot of the foul. So here we go. And the backfield once again is Miller. This time. Going to pitch out to Miller. Miller goes around the left side, and he's going to be thrown for a loss back to the 18-yard line. So it'll be second down, and about, well, they're going to mark it at the 19, so second and 10 from the original line of scrimmage. There we go. 
as time is called, and it is going to be called by the Greyhounds. That'll be their first time out. Tomorrow afternoon here on the Jeff City Sports Network, we will be down at Welcome Stadium as the Central State Marauders take on the Dayton Flyers. Kickoff set for 1 o'clock from Millie Refurbish. Welcome Stadium. We'll be down there calling the game for you. Right here on Radio1.gemcitysports.com. Front line for the Dixie Grands is David Shade, Spencer Butler, um, Parker Butler, Connor Kilbarger, and number 58 in Weston Ross. So it'll be second down and 10. Ball will be at the 19-yard line. 11.06 to go here in the first quarter. Once again, Miller in the backfield as going into the gun is Martin. Two receivers to the near side. This time Martin's going to fire over to the near side. Has a man open. And number 13 in Justin Melton. Melton's going to get, get about three yards up to the 22-yard line. Make it to 20. I think we're going to mark it to 21 or 22. So it'll be third down and about eight from the 22-yard line. Make it to the 21-yard line. Once again, coming to this side, two receivers. Man going in motion and handoff to Miller. Miller comes over to the left, to the right side, fumbles the ball out of play, and it's going to be marked at about the 30, 20, or the 27 yard line, 28 yard line. It's going to be about a yard short of the first down. So it looks like they're going to punt it away. And going back deep for the Panthers will be Logan Flory. He's also the quarterback. Standing at about, going back to about his 40-yard line, kicking the ball will be Alex Best. Back to pump for the number 11, Alex Best. Best standing at, and now we have another whistle. And going off the field is number 40, and I don't know who that is. I don't have a number for him, or name for him. (coughs) Now coming in is uh, Landon Offenbacher. There's the whistle, and the clock is running. Good snap. And that's going to be a fake. And the best is firing it downfield, and it's incomplete. And there's going to be a penalty penalty marker down. It's probably going to be an illegal man downfield, which Tri-County North will probably decline. So it'll be first down for the Panthers in great field position. They're down at the twenty or at the twenty-nine yard line of Dixie. So great field position. That's they had that lot of it last week against uh, Dayton Christian. 
see if they can take advantage of this. Once again, a good crowd on hand from both sides. They had a good crowd last week uh, over at Tri-County North. I think the official forgot that his mic was on. <laughs> Logan Flory in at quarterback for the... And now the time called once again. And this time going off is Grayson Woodworth. Often back coming back on. I guess there was something wrong with his padding on his knee, uh, on his in his pants or something like that. So here we go. Handoff goes out to Van Winkle. Van, Van Winkle around the right side, picks up about five yards. Be second and five. Ball will be placed at the twenty-three yard line. Besson on the stop for the Greyhounds. 9.50 remaining here in the first quarter. Coming up at halftime, we'll have both the Tri-County North Band and the Dixie Band, as we don't usually do. And we'll get the scores in between. So here we go. Van Winkle in the backfield. This time Flory going back to pass, fires it over the middle, and it's caught and dropped by Mason Givens. And it's incomplete. He had it one-handed and lost control of it. And it will be third down and six from the 24-yard line. I don't know if Parlett has... I think he might have the leg from this distance. I don't know. Here come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage. Going over to the far side is Hutchison. Van Winkle in the backfield. He's going to get the ball, goes over to the right side, has some room, and he's going to waltz into the end zone for a touchdown. 9.20 into the left in the first quarter. A 22-yard run. So, Parlett back in to kick the extra point. Kick is up, and it is through the uprights, and it is now 7 to nothing in favor of Tri-County North. We're going to take a break. Be back with more after this. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website at specialwishdayton.org or call them at 937-223-WISH. A Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3 and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. Seven to nothing is our score. 
9.20 left here in this first quarter. Tri-County North had it first and 10 at the 29. Ran it in from 22 yards out. This is Colt Van Winkle. Gets the score for the Panthers. They will kick it off. Parlett will kick it off from the 40-yard line. Back deep once again for the Greyhounds is Velasquez at best. Parlette will boot it away. End over end kick coming down onto the far side to Velasquez. Velasquez. Velasquez to the he's to the 15 to the 20. He's got a little room and up to the 23 yard 22 yard line. And that's where Dixie will start first and ten. Offenbacher on the stop. Mentioned his name quite a bit last week too. Now usually we don't do two the team the same team twice in a row. We re, we really don't. But I want to thank uh, Theo Whitaker for allowing us to come in here on such short notice. So here come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage with 9-12 to go here in quarter number one. They trail at 7-0. Miller in the backfield. And a handoff this time coming to Justin Melton. Melton gets all the way up to the 34-yard line. Garrett Hutchinson in on the stop for the Panthers. This is a totally different Dixie ball club than it was from last year. That'll be another. That'll be a first down for Dixie. They're going to mark it at the 34-yard line. Going over to the far side is Bess. Miller in the backfield. It's time to fire over. And the pass is almost picked off by Van Winkle. The pass was intended for Alex Best. Or Best, I should say. B-E-S-S. They really did a great job on this facility here at uh, Dixie. The new lighting, new turf. I, I think they have new turf in here, new, new everything, new, almost new everything. So there's uh, a handoff up the middle. It goes to Miller. Miller's going to fight his way up to the 37-yard line to pick up a three, second down and seven. Third down and seven for the Greyhounds. Miller in there, or uh, I should say uh, Martin in there. With Miller's sidecar left. And off to Miller. And now they're going to do a little razzle-dazzle, send it off to Dalton. Dalton will pick up about nothing. It'll be fourth down. So the Panthers have held once again. Going out to do the kicking will be... Alex Bess, back deep. Logan Flory for the back Panthers. Bess tried to have a fake punt. This time, short punt. It's going to fall at about the 39-yard line. Take a Dixie roll and goes out of bounds, and the Panthers will take over first and 10. At the road, 36 with 7.22 remaining here in the first quarter. 
Last week at, at the in the first quarter, it was uh, back and forth. It was a high scoring affair in the first quarter. It was twenty one to twelve, Tri County North. So see what they can do this time, this week against Dixie, which is a much better team. Or at least record wise, let's put it that way. Here come the Panthers. Huh? Go in there. Worry in behind the center. Hand off to Van Winkle around the left side. He's got some running room when he gets all the way up to the 44 yard line. He's going to pick up about eight. Second down and two from the. Second down and two from the 44-yard line. We've got to get to the 46. Just under seven minutes to go here in this first quarter. And off to Van Winkle once again. He's got the first down and, and more. He gets into Dixie territory down to the 44-yard line. So second t- first down for the... For the Panthers, so first and ten at the Dixie 44-yard line. Partly cloudy skies overhead. Sun is not a factor in this one. The field goes east and west, so right now Dixie is facing west. They would have the sun in their eyes if the sun were out. Corey calling the play. Van Winkle in the backfield. Two receivers in the slot. Van Winkle will get it once again. Van Winkle gets all the way down to the 38-yard line. Initial stop by number 66, Parker Butler. Second down, Panthers. Second down for the Panthers at the Dixie 38-yard line. Glad you could join us on this Friday night, week number four of the high school football season. Hand off once again to Van Winkle. Van Winkle gets deep into the, all the way down to about the 26-yard line. They're going to mark it at the 27, and it's another first down for the Panthers. See if I can get the guys up front. See if I can get the guys up front for the Panthers. So first and ten. Once again, Flory going back to pass, firing downfield. Over open on the far side and knocked away by Velasquez. And it's going to be second down and ten. Second down and ten. From the 26-yard line. (laughs) Once again, this time, Flory underneath center. 
And off again to Van Winkle. Or no, Flory's going to keep it this time. Flory goes around right side. He's close to a first down. He's going to have another first down. Initial stop by number 11, Alex Bess. Bess in on the stop. That's another Panther first down. It's another first down for the Panthers. They're rolling them. Five minutes to go here in the first quarter. 7 nothing in favor of the Tri-County North Panthers. First and 10 at the 16-yard line. Going out wide to the right. Or wide to the left is uh, Hutchison and Filburn. And a handoff up the middle to Van Winkle. Van Winkle's the workhorse of this team. A pickup of about three, second and seven. Ball will be at the 23-yard, or make it the 13-yard line. So, second down. Flory underneath center. Flips it, or fakes a flip. Uh, now he's going to roll to his right. Fires downfield and into the end zone for a touchdown. Goes to Hutchison. 14 yards out. So, 3.54 left here in this first quarter. Tri-County North leads it now 13 to nothing with Parlett coming in to try his extra point. Kick is up, and it was a high snap. Kick is up and good. So, with 3.54 left here in this first quarter, it's the Panthers 14 and the Greyhounds nothing back after this. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. No matter the threat or... Back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School. So, 3.54 remaining here in quarter number one. Parlett will boot it away once again. That's going back deep. They got a new guy back there now. It is Jamari Jordan back deep along with uh, Velasquez for Dixie. 
Parlett's whip kick, and it's going to go right to Velasquez. Velasquez to the 25, sidestepping, slicing and dicing through the defense all the way up to the 33-yard line. So that's where the that's where Dixie will take over first and ten. In on the stop was number thirty-nine and Josh Hopkins. Three forty-three left here in this first quarter. Fourteen nothing. Dixie has yet to cross midfield. This is their third attempt, or third uh, possession, I should say. Dixie student section right to our left. Man going in motion to hand off to Miller. Miller goes up the middle, has some running room. Gets all the way up to the 36-yard line. Make it to 37. Gonna pick up about gonna pick up about four. Second down and six. Make it second down and seven at the 33. about four, second down. Have the band for you at the half. Along with some scores from around the area. This time, best coming to the near side, two to the far side. This time, quarter, it's going to be a quarterback keeper by Martin. Martin's going to get close to the first down, but there's a penalty marker down at about the 37-yard line. Holding against the uh, Greyhounds. And they're going to mark it back, it looks like. And they're going to mark it down at the 28-yard line. So it'll stay second down. It'll be second down in about 14 now. At the 29-yard line, they got to get all the way up to the 43-yard line. They're on 43. Two receivers going, three receivers to the far side, one to the near side. In best, Miller in the backfield with Melton in a, the gun. This time, it's going to fire over to Best, and Best is going to get breaks away. Gets up to the 35, still on his feet to the 40. <laughs> Almost got the first down, but they're going to mark it a little short. And a penalty marker comes flying in. Van Winkle makes the stop, pushes him out of bounds, but it may have been a late hit out of bounds. No, it looks like it's going against Dixie. Dixie's just shooting themselves in the foot. They're getting a good gain, but they're being called for a penalty. Now the officials are conversing and... At about the 43. Now here's the call. So a chop block against the Greyhounds will mark it at the 33-yard line. So it'll be second down and about 10 now. As Bess had, had some running room. And coming over to the near side is Velasquez. Or no, he's coming off. There's a handoff going to Melton. Melton is pushed out of bounds. Close to the fourth. Close to the first down. Bilburn knocks him out of bounds. It's going to be close, good enough for a first down for the Greyhounds. 
Just their second first down of the game. Two twelve left here in this first quarter. Wider out to our just to our uh, to west. There come the Panthers as Martin will be in the gun going over to the far side is Bess. Man coming in motion is Bolton and the handoff. Or uh, Melton keeps it himself, or Martin keeps it himself and gets up to the into Tri-County North Territory down to the 48-yard line of the Panthers. That's the first time that the Greyhounds have been into Panther territory. 127 and counting here in this first quarter. Plenty of time on the play clock. Here come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage with Best on the near side. It's handoff this time going to Martin. Or to uh, Miller, I should say. And he's got the first down. Third first down for the Greyhounds. So another Greyhound first down. So now I think they've got... I think you've got it all figured out. Just over a minute to go here in this first quarter. Tri-County Tri- North leading at 14-0. Miller sends it over to the near side to Melton. Melton around the right side. He's got some running room. Pushed out of bounds at about the 31-yard line. And that's about a yard short of the first down. Dixie moving now. And they're going to mark it uh, at the... They're going to mark it at 32-yard line. Second and two with 47 seconds left. Miller in the quarterback going back to pass, firing downfield, and it's... Incomplete, intended for best. Knocked down by Hutchison. That's going to be third down and two. Once again, a good crowd on hand here at at, uh, Dixie. Good crowd from uh, Tri-County North also. Making a short trip over from Lewisburg. This time going over to the far side is Velasquez. This time Martin's going to keep it. Martin's going to get the first down. It'll be their third first down of this drive. 41 seconds left. Guy in that glider's got a great view of the football game, I tell you. But he's moving away. I don't think he's allowed to come over to the stadium, though. Valeska is going over to the far left. Martin going back to pass. Has Bess over the middle. He's to the 20. Down to the 15. Cuts up field. He's got some running room and gets all the way inside the five-yard line. So the Greyhounds knocking on the door with 12 seconds left in this first quarter. See where they're going to mark it. They're going to mark it up about the four-yard line. So first and goal for the Greyhounds. And they're going to let the clock run out. And that's going to do it for the first quarter. Your score, 
The Tri-County North Panthers 14 and the Dixie Greyhounds nothing. We'll be right back with more after this timeout. This is the Gem City Sports Network. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. We do baseball also. And do you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. We're back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School. 14-0 is our score. It'll be first and goal at the four-yard line for the Greyhounds as we get quarter number two started. Each team had four first downs in that first quarter. They're making, yeah, four first downs in that quarter. So uh, here come the Greyhounds knocking on the door. I shouldn't say knocking on the door. They're beating on the door. Martin in a quarterback with Miller right behind him. And a, pat, or a snap, a direct snap goes right to Justin Melton. Melton gets close to the per, uh, close to the touchdown, but does not get in. And he is going to be marked at the one-yard line. So second and goal at the one for the Greyhounds. Just underway here in quarter number two, 14 to nothing. It's youth night. They introduced uh, the peewee teams from the uh, New Lebanon area. The future of Dixie High School. Dixie's got to hurry up. they got about six seconds left on the play clock. Snap and a fumble picked up by Martin as he just fell on it. So it'll be third, second down to go at the one yard line. They're going to mark it inside the one. So the Panthers are going to send in the beef up front. And they got big number 77 in there, Spencer Butler. And <laughs> who got it? Did Butler get it? Touchdown for Dixie. I'll have to see who got that touchdown. <laughs> I think it was, if it was Spencer. There was no way he was going to be brought down. That kid's got to be pushing at least 300. So they're going to go for the extra point, kicking the extra, 
kicking it will be Roman Sarver for the Greyhounds. Kick is up, and it is good. And that was the touchdown was by Martin. So Sarver gets the extra part, or extra point. And it is now 14 to 7. So we're going to take a break. Be back with more after this. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Yeah, back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School, 14 to nothing, or 14 to 7 is our score. Dixie will be kicking off. They are going now right to left on the dial. And the sun is speaking out, so it's going to be in the sun, in the, in the eyes of the Panthers. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, it'll be the Dayton Flyers taking on the mighty marauders of Central State from Welcome Stadium in, in Dayton, Ohio. For you right here, beginning at 12.30, kickoff is at 1 o'clock. Sarver will kick off for the Greyhounds. I think it's going to turn out to be a dandy of a game. comes Sarver. Sarver's going to onside kick it. It's going to fall right into the hands of Peyton Fannin. Fannin's going to get up to the 43-yard line. And that's where the Panthers will take over first and 10. I'm I'm really looking forward to that CSU um, Dayton game tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one to do. I mean, they're only about 20 miles apart of that. Try to get some scores for you. Bishop Hartley leads McNicholas 22 to nothing. Minster over Fort Recovery 21-7. So here come the Panthers up the line of scrimmage. Flory underneath center. Van Winkle, the workhorse, is in the backfield. And off to Van Winkle. Van Winkle's going to pick up maybe a yard at the most. He's brought down. Can't see the number. Levi White. Wets brought him down. Big number 99. Under 10 minutes to go here in this first half. There's a handoff. This time coming to Givens. Givens around the right side into Dixie territory. Still on his feet. Got down to the 46-yard line. I think they're going to mark it, though. I think they're going to mark it at the 47. But there's a holding call against the Panthers, and that's going to bring it back. So they're going to mark it back 10 yards from the 
43. So it's going to be holding. We're going to mark it back from the 40 from the 43. Going to mark it back to the 32 yard line. It's going to be second down and 20 from that point. Ladies and gentlemen, if you purchase a Dixie Golf Umbrella from the golf team, they are down by the concession stand. Please go get them. So Hutchinson going out wide to the left. Down by concession stands and Coming over to the near side is Philburn. Pitch back out to Van Winkle. Van Winkle breaks one tackle. Gets up to the 43-yard line. So picks up 11. It'll be third down. And so where are they going to mark it? At the thir- they're going to mark it at the 42. So it'll be third down and 10. So he picks up the uh, penalty yardage. 8.57 remaining here in the first half. 21, or I mean, uh, 14 to 7 is our score. Hutchinson coming over to the near side, as is Offenbacher. One man to the far side with Dan Winkle in the backfield. This time, Flory going back to pass, firing downfield, looking for looking for Givens, and it's just outside his out, over the hand over his uh, hands. And it's going to be incomplete. It'll be fourth down and 10 at the 42 with eight and a half to go. Once again, we'll have the bands at halftime. Tri-County North and Dixie. And we'll have some scores to go along with it. Several scores coming in right now, as a matter of fact. There's been a lot of high-scoring affairs like these two teams... Dixie scores 73 one, one night or one game. And uh, Tri-County North scores 76. It's crazy. I think uh, Lehman Catholic scored 50, or Milton Union had 51. Here's going down and in the backfield is Offenbacher. And the Drunk Greyhounds will have great field position at their own, at the... Uh, Panther 38 yard line with 8.25 to go. Right now, Mr. Leeds Fort Recovery 21 14. Brookville leading Waynesville 14 to nothing in the second quarter. Baden over Roger Bacon 7 to nothing. Springfield Wayne, a good one in the G Walk 7 7 is our score. St. Henry leads Parkway 10 7. Pass goes over to Bess. Bess on the right side. Bess going to pick up maybe two yards down to the 37-yard line. First and 10 at the 39. Now he gets down to the, they're going to mark it at the 38, so pick up a one. Second and nine with 8.05 to go. West Liberty Salem leads Southeastern 14-6. Eaton over uh, Oakwood 14-7. One of these days, I'm going to call a game from Oakwood. I don't care where they sit me. i got to call a game from over there. 
There's a handoff going around the right side. Is Melton. Melton is going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're going to give him a yard, so it'll be third down. And about eight. Third and eight from the 40, or from the 36-yard line. Other scores, Northmont leads Fairmont 7-0. Tippecanoe over Pickle 13-0. Junior Stevens no score in the second quarter. Riverside over Bethel 14-3. And Sonia leads Arcanum 14-0 in the first. And Sonia's got a hell of a team. Martin going back to pass, looking over the middle, and it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down for the... Greyhounds, fourth and seven at the 36-yard line. So the Greyhounds, what are they going to do? It looks like they're going to go for it. Uh, Then again, their kicker, Alex Best, is out there. Play clock running down to 25. A couple other scores. Uh, Miamisburg and Centerville tied 7-7. Springboro over Beaver Creek, 7-0. West Jefferson over Greenview, 14-7. And Wapakoneta leads St. Mary's, 14-0. He's passed down. Over the hand, over the head. It goes to Melton. Melton into the end zone. Touchdown. 38 yards. 36 yards. Oh, wait a minute. Penalty marker down, so it's going to nullify the touchdown. Illegal man downfield. Or too many men downfield. <laughs> so they're going to bring it back. And you know, Tri County North is not going to is not going to decline that penalty. But it was a good idea. They're going to mark it back to the 41-yard line, so it'll be fourth down and 12 from that point. Martin coming in, and he's got about 12 seconds to call the play and get it off. Four seconds, three seconds. The time they're going to pass it back. Fire downfield, and it's incomplete intended for best. That's going to be that's going to be turned over to the Panthers with 6:28 to go here in the first half. 14 to seven, Tri County North leading it with 6:28 left. Colton Van Winkle ran it in from 22 yards out for the first score. Perlet made the extra point. It was seven to nothing. Then uh, Logan Forey to a 14-yard pass to uh, Garrett Hutchison. And Parlett uh, made the extra point. It was 14 nothing. Then Martin on a one-yard run here in the second quarter. Sarver made the extra extra point. It's now 14-7. to So here come the Panthers. First and 10 at their own 41-yard line with 6.28 left here in the first half. And off to Van Winkle. Van Winkle bowls his, self, bowls his way down, up to the 45-yard line. Pick up a four, second down and six. (laughs) 
Here come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage. Elgin leads Wentworth by 16 12. That was the first points that they've given up. Here comes Matt, uh, Givens. Givens gets into the. Gets into Greyhound territory. Down to the 44 yard line. That's going to be good enough for another first down for the Panthers. They're going to mark it at, Yeah, they're going to mark it at the 44s. One referee was going to mark it at the 45, and the other guy said, no, 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 44. London leads Shawnee 7-7. Dan Ward over and Defiance tied up at 14. But it's now London 13-7 over Shawnee. With a handoff to Van Winkle. Van Winkle over the left side. He's got some running room. He's up to, down to the 30, down to the 27-yard line. Cole Johnson in on the we stop have for. Five twenty-one remaining here in the first half. Richard we'll have the bands for you at halftime. Along with some scores, what do we get time? Oh, they got a they got a guy who's going to try and win a thousand dollars, trying to kick a field goal from the twenty yard line. So a thirty yard field goal? Does he have the leg? We'll find out. And off the van, or this time, Flory's going to keep it himself. Flory gets close to the first down. Flory gets down to the twenty yard, twenty two yard line. Second and four. Four forty-five and counting here in the first half. Fourteen-seven, Tri-County North. Last week it was all but over. Van Winkle in the backfield. Flory going up underneath center. This time Flory's going to keep it, and he's got. He's going to be close number to the first down. Weston Ross in on the stop. Third down and about a yard. All will be placed at the 21 yard line. Four minutes left. Come the Panthers with 3.55 to go. They lead it 14-7. Dan Winkle, the workhorse for the Panthers in the backfield. This time, fake handoff, and Flory's going to keep it. Breaks one tackle. Goes around the left side. Gonna, not going to make the first down. Unless they're going to give him forward progress, but I don't think so. As Lee Corso would say on the game day, not so fast. Once again, coming up at the half, have the. We'll see if the guy kicks his field goal. Let's see if he gets a thousand dollars. Name is Richard Helmsley. Here come the Panthers. Four or no? Oh, they gave him the first down. They gave him the first down, so it'll be first and, goal, first and ten at the 18-yard line with three minutes to go in the first half. Flory hands off to Van Winkle. Van Winkle around the right side. He's got some running room. Gets down inside the five. Touchdown. 
or did he get in? Did he get in? No, he did not. Yeah, he did get in. So from 23 yards out. So Van Winkle's second touchdown of the game. Final call for Richard Mosley. You are Richard Mosley. Choice for the field goal kick. If you don't make your way down to the Gator, we will draw a new name. Richard Mosley to the Gator on the track. The extra point by Garner Paul is good. So the extra point was good by Parlette, and it's now 21 to 7 with 2.46 left. So we're going to keep it right here. The uh, Just talk to the uh, band director from Tri County North. And they did a tribute to Pink, and they're going to try and tag her and show her the halftime show because it's Pink's birthday. So that'd be interesting if she if she if she actually uh, sent something back. <laughs> so twenty-one to seven is our score with two forty-six left here in this first half. Each team has scored here in the second quarter. And going back deep for the Greyhounds will be Justin Melton and Joseph Velasquez. Panthers are uh, trying to get on here in this, try to get a score here before halftime. Northeastern leads Green and 21 to nothing. Ball comes down, goes to Best. Best to the right side. He's got some running room. He's up to the 40, 45, pushed out of bounds at the 45-yard line. And that'll be that'll be where the Panther or the Greyhounds will take over, first and ten. Kenton leads back 20 to nothing in the second quarter. Valley View and Carlisle tied up at seven apiece. Clinton Massey leads Mount Healthy 21 to 6. Hughes over Monroe, 15-7. Fenwick all over Aiken, 27-0 in the first quarter. Sounds like our game last week. 2.38 to go here in this first half. Coming over to the near side is Velasquez. Martin in the gun. Going to roll to his right. Now he's going to keep it himself. Van Winkle's going to stand him up. But not before he picks up a couple of yards down to the up to the 48-yard line. Second and seven, pick up three. Van Winkle in on the stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to remind you that there is no smoking or vaping in the stadium. If you are caught, you will be asked to leave. Thank you. Two twelve to go. Here come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage, trying to get on the board here in this once again. Try to cut it. Lead down to 14-7. Ball is passes incomplete to Bess. Ball's incomplete with two minutes left here in this first half. Once again, we'll have the Tri-County North Band and as well as the 
Dixie Band. For sales leads New Bremen 7 nothing. Jonathan Alder 21 to nothing over North Union in the second quarter. Troy Christian leads Covington 14-6. I don't know what the heck has happened to that Covington ball or that, that team. They they were awful good for a long, long time. There's a handoff. This time it goes to Miller. Miller up the right side. He's got some running room. He's to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, down to the five-yard line. No penalty mark, no flags down, so it's going to be first and goal. We'll be at the, they're going to mark it at what, the six-yard line with 150 to go. Where are they going to mark it at? They marked it at the six. There's a handoff. Around the right side goes to Melton. Melton gets close to the goal line, but not close enough. Second and goal. Looks like they're going to mark it at about the three-yard line. Coming over to the near side is Velasquez. 110 and counting here in this first half. Dixie trying to get on, trying to get into the end zone before the first half is over with. This time, whistled and a penalty marker comes flying in from the far side. False start against the Greyhounds. It's going to mark them back five yards. They were down at the one. They're going to go down to the, they're going to be back to the, back up to the six. Make it the seven yard line. They were at the two. Now the clock is running again, under a minute to go. Dixie hurrying up to the line of scrimmage. Martin in the gun. Martin going back to pass, looking to his left. Fires over and right to Bess and it incomplete. In and out of the hands of Bess. Van Winkle was in on the stop. Well, he broke it up. Third and goal, man. Third and goal for the Greyhounds. Third and goal, and the ball will be placed at the six-yard line. And uh, Tri-County North jumps offside, so they're going to mark it up five yards. So that'll be first and or a third and goal. And mark the ball where it should be the two yard line. Make it the three. Get the three yard line. No, the two. I'm looking at the yard marker. They got it at the three. The ball's marked at the two. Or spotted at the two. Martin in the gun. The last guy goes to the far side, to the far right. A nice, nice job by the, nice job by uh, Melton as it went through the arms of Barton, right to Melton, and it's going to be fourth down. 
Fourth and goal. Will, ball will be marked at the four-yard line with 22 seconds left. Timeout called by the Greyhounds. We're going to keep it right here, give you some scores from around the area. What we have. The Indian Lake leads Tecumseh 7-6 in the second quarter. Lebanon leads Little Miami 7-3. Bell Fountain all over Ben Logan 27-0 in the second quarter. McLean leads East Clinton 6-0. Mechanicsburg leads Cedarville 14-0. Troy over West Carrollton 14-0. Fort Lonely over Columbus Academy 6-0. And that is your scoreboard for now. We'll give you some more scores at the half. We will update them. Tomorrow afternoon here on the Gem City Sports Network, we will have Central State Marauder football as they take on the University of Dayton Flyers from Welcome Stadium in down in Dayton. And for your kickoff set for 12:30, we'll be on the air beginning at 12:30. Kind of looking forward to seeing what uh, Welcome Stadium looks like now. Here we go. Fourth down and goal. Full house backfield. Handoff to Melton. Melton. Did he get in? No, he did not. Or did he? He did not get in. So it'll be first and ten for the Panthers. At the two. Make it the two-yard line with just 15 seconds left. And I think that's going to be your halftime score, 21-7. So Dixie was able to move the ball. They just couldn't uh, cash it in. Here come the Panthers as they're going to be, it looks like they're in victory formation. Now here, hand off this time to Van Winkle. Van Winkle's got some running room. Goes over to the left side, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. They're going to keep the clock running, and that's going to do it. No, timeout called. As there's a Greyhound down. And just like that, the trainer from Tri-County North was out there. Looks like it's a cramp. Well, I gotta get, you got to give the trainers a lot of credit. They, they, they do a hell of a job each and every week, each and every sport that they are asked to be at. They, uh, they're there when a player needs help. They're there before and after. They're there to tape up the ankles, the knees, whatever they need. Whatever a player needs, they are there to assist. And... Hobbling off is Connor Kilbarger for Dixie. So we got five seconds left. It'll be second down and about four for the Panthers. is our score. Thank you for joining us here on the Gem City Sports Network. 
Here come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage, and it looks like they might just take a knee and time called. Oh, no, as time runs out. That's going to do it. Your score at halftime. Tri-County North 21, 57. We'll be back with the band right after this. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on Gem City Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. You all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along that line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. And now here's the Tri-County North Marching Panthers.
Marching band. I think they'll be at halftime USA tomorrow night at Wayne High School. We'll find out here in just a minute. Let you know. We'll be back with the Dixie Band right after this. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs. Never a charge for maintenance. Not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. We know that purchase... And back here at... Dixie High School, the home of the Greyhounds. We're going to have uh, the Dixie Marching Band coming out for you here in a, just a couple of minutes as they set up their instruments out on the field. And it gives a chance to give you some scores from around the area. Bishop Hartley, who took care of Chaminade Julianne last week, is taking care of McNicholas, 35-3. to Minster over uh, Fort Recovery, 27-14 to at the half. Brookville over Waynesville, 14 to 7 at the half. Good one up there in Brookville. Baden leads Roger Bacon at the half, 14 nothing. Fairmont losing to Northmont at the half, 7 to nothing. All these are halftime scores. Parkway leads Center, uh, St. Andrews, 20 to 17. Tippecanoe over Piqua, 
13 to 7, and Eaton and Oakwood are tied up at 14. And now here is the Dixie Greyhound marching band. It looks like they're with the junior high band, too. They're getting all set up. They're going to be in concert style. A couple more scores for you here real quick. Uh, Ansonia 38 to nothing over Arcanum. Riverside 14-10 over Bethel. And here we go.
There's the Dixie Marching Band as we conclude halftime festivities here at Chief Brown Stadium. Your score at the half. Track County North 21, Dixie 7. We'll be back with more after this. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics, including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Profiler Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time Drag Week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Karn, Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org, or call them at 937-223-WISH. A Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. Back here at halftime, 21 to 7 is our score. Here's some other scores from around the area. Mosley, ah, now he's going to try the extra point here. we got to get this on. Trying for $1,000 from the 15-yard line. Kick it up and way short. He kicked it longer than I would. <laughs> so here's some scores at the half. As the teams are coming back onto the field. Tri-County North will get the ball to start this second half. As they will be going from left to right, I believe. Let's see. Third quarter, Brookville leads Waynesville 7 to, uh, 14 to 7. Parkway leads St. Henry 20 to 17 at the half. Baden over... Rugged Bacon, 14 to nothing. All these are halftime scores. 38 nothing Ansoni over Arcanum. West Liberty Salem, 21. Southeastern, 14. Northmont, 7 to nothing over Fairmont in the third quarter. Springboro leads Beaver Creek, 14 to nothing at the half. Third quarter score. Tippecanoe leads Piqua, 13-7. Eaton now leads Oakwood, 17-14 at the half. Stevens and Xenia, no score in the third quarter. Riverside leads Bethel 14 to 10. Centerville over Miamisburg 17 14 at the half. Wayne over Springfield 14 to 7 at the half. Fairbanks leads Catholic Central 9 to nothing in the third quarter. Greenview over West Jefferson 21 14 at the half. 
Wapakoneta 14, St. Mary's nothing in the third quarter. Elgin leads Richmond 32-12. Elgin giving up their first points of the year in this game. London leads Shawnee in the third quarter 13-7. Van Ward over Defiance 28-20 at the half. Still waiting for the team to take the field. Franklin leads Shamana Julianne at the half 21-20. Northeastern 28, Green and nothing at the half. Clinton Massey over Mount Healthy 21-12 in the third quarter. Third quarter score here 21-7. Hughes leads Monroe 15-7 at the half. Valley Hughes 14, Carlisle 7 in the third quarter. Indian Lake leads to come to 14-13. Washington Courthouse leads Buckeye Valley 27-10. And Johnson Alder leads North Union 28-0. So here we go. Back deep for the Panthers is Logan Flory. Colton Van Winkle's got two touchdowns on the on the night, 22 yards, 23 yards. The clock is reset to 12 minutes. Sit back and enjoy the second half of tonight's game between the Tri-County North Panthers and the Dixie Greyhounds from Dixie High School. Tomorrow afternoon we'll have the Shaman, or the Central State Marauders taking on the Dayton Flyers down at Welcome Stadium. So here we go. Dixie kicking it off. Sarver kicks it down over to the near side. Picked up. It's going to be picked up by Givens. Givens will go around to the left side. He's got a little running room. He's to the 30, to the 40, to the 45. He's off to the races. And a penalty marker comes flying in. He's going to go all the way into the end zone. But that could come back. There is a flag on the play, and that is sitting at the 42-yard line of Dixie. So we will see what the penalty is. And it looks like it's going against North. Now they're going to throw a penalty marker down at the 43-yard line of Tri-County North. So what the heck? So there could have been offsides on Tri-County North or holding against North. We'll see. Holding against North. So Dixie is going, or North is going to have it. Ten yards from the spot of the foul. It looks like it's going to be at the 42, so they're going to mark it back to the 32. And they're going to mark it back at the 32-yard line. First and 10 for the Panthers at their own 32. Just underway here in quarter number three. Cold water all over Anna, 30 to nothing. Elida leads Ottawa Glandor 16 to nothing in the third quarter. So here come the Panthers. Logan Flory missing a few players, missing the whole right side of the line. Flory underneath center. Flory pitches back to Van Winkle. Van Winkle is going to be stopped. Right, he's going to break away. He's to the t- 40. He's off to the race to the 30, to the 20. 
or down at the 20, 22, 23-yard line. It's all the way down to the 23-yard line. No penalty markers down. So Van Winkle picks up quite a few more. First down number one of the second half. Number eight overall. Here come the Panthers, first and ten. Ball at the resting at the Dixie 24-yard line. And Winkle will get the ball once again. Or no, this time Flory's going to keep it. And Flory's going to be brought down at the 30-yard line. Pick up of about four. And make it, make it down at the 21-yard line. We're going to mark it at the 20, so it's going to be second and six from that point. With 10.50 remaining here in quarter number three from Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School in New Lebanon. Clock running, 10.35 left. One receiver to the near side in Hutchison. Two men in the slot with Van Winkle in the backfield. Story underneath center. He's going to hand off Van Winkle. Up the middle he goes, and a whistle before the play. It's going to look like it's going to be a false start against the against the Panthers. It's going to mark him back five yards, so it'll be second down and 11. Ball will be marked at the 25-yard line of Dixie. Clock running with 10-12 left here in this third quarter. 21-7, Tri-County North leading it. Dixie thought they had a touchdown, but they were the holding call against them. Or no, an illegal man downfield. So timeout is going to be called by the Panthers as the clock was running down the play clock. We're going to take a break. Be back with more after this timeout. Your score, Tri-County North 21, Dixie 7. Back after this. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. You do baseball also. And do you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. Second and 11 for the Panthers, and here comes 
Givens around the left side. Givens trying to run over people. He's down. He's about a yard short of his first down. Velasquez brings him down. And they're going to mark it at the 20, or looks like they're going to mark it at the 16, about two yards short of the first down. Third down and one. Scoreboard says third and one will go with that. 9.20 to go here in this third quarter. Panthers knocking on the door. Flory underneath center. Gibbons goes in motion. They take a flip to Gibbons, and they pass it, and it's complete to Van Winkle. He's got the first down inside the 10, down to the 6-yard line. Nine minutes left here in the third quarter. Panthers have had it the entire quarter. First and, first and goal. Ball will be placed at the 6-yard line. Dan Winkle in the backfield. He's the workhorse for the Panthers here tonight. Dan Winkle gets the ball once again. He bowls his way into the end zone. Touchdown. Number 28, Coach Van Winkle. The ball carrier in for... So Van Winkle scores his third touchdown of the game. And it's now 20. Eight or twenty-seven to seven. He's had runs of twenty-two, twenty-three, and six. Parlette in for the extra point. He's been perfect tonight. He can kick it up, and it is good. So, with eight thirty-four remaining here in the third quarter, twenty-eight to seven. We'll be back with more after this. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 28-7 28-7 is our score here in the third quarter. 8.34 left. Then the Colton Van Winkle show tonight. So 8.34 left here in this third quarter. And Dixie will get the ball for the first time. Here in the second half. Going back deep for the... Greyhound is Velasquez and Milton. Glad you can join us on this Friday night, September the 9th, or September the 8th. They are doing the YMCA here. And there's the, there's the whistle. Parlette kicks it down, going over to the far side. It's going to be picked up by Velasquez. He's to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, 
to the 35 and still on his feet and he's going to be knocked down. There's a penalty marker down. See what the penalty is. Illegal block in the back by the uh, by the receiving team, Dixie. He's going to mark him back 10 yards. I always say if you see a number on their back, don't touch them. And coaches will tell you that too. No matter what what uh, level you're at, you could it could even be the pros. You don't touch them. You, you see the number on their back. So they're going to mark it back all the way to the twenty. Looks like the twenty-three yard line. First and ten from that point. For the Greyhounds, 8.27 to go here in quarter number three. They get the ball for the first time. Martin keeps the ball. The hands off this time and picking up a couple of yards. Trusting Miller will get two yards. Make it three yards. Second down and seven. Just a little over eight minutes to go here in quarter number three. Yeah, Dixie's really done a lot of, uh, lot of uh, work here on their complex. They just built a new uh, press box for the baseball team. I've been in it a couple of times. And pass is complete. And it goes to one of the linemen. That is not going to work. It went to Parker Butler, but he can't do that. Unless it was tipped. If it was tipped, then he could grab it. But I don't think I don't think it was tipped. Maybe they, maybe his arm was tipped. I don't know. The illegal touching is what they're calling against the Greyhounds, and they're going to talk to Trey Smitherman to see if he wants to take it or just let it go. Ball's placed at the 24-yard line, second down and eight. Well, they're still talking about it. Illegal touching against the... That's a loss of down. So it's going to be third down. They're going to mark it back at the 20, looks like the 20-yard line. So third down and very long. they got to get up to about the 34-yard line. So third down about 14 for the Greyhounds. The handoff this time going to number 35, Hunter Dalton. Thought it went to uh, Justin Melton. If it was Melton, he would have been still running. So it'll be fourth down and about eight. 7 15 remaining here in the third quarter. Dixie will punt it away. Back deep for the. Panthers will be Logan Flory. 
Number 11, Alex Best, back to pump for the Greyhounds. Best will boot it away for the Greyhounds. Best, good snap, kick is up, and ball coming down. It's going to hit at the 47 and roll down to the 39-yard line of Dixie. And that's where the... That's where the Panthers will take over first and ten. Tomorrow afternoon, it'll be the Central State Marauders here on Gem City Sports Network as they travel to Welcome Stadium and take on the University of Dayton Flyers. Kickoff set for 1 o'clock. We'll be on the air with a pregame show beginning at 12.30. Hope you can join us here on the Gem City Sports Network. And they got a mix-up on the play clock. The one down at the east end has zero on it. The one in the west end has 22 on it. So they're going to turn them off, I believe. We have 6.45 remaining here in this third quarter. 28-7 is our score. The Panthers of Tri-County North leading it. They're going to try and go to... Two and two on the year, two and uh, one and one in the conference. So they're they're turning. Looks like they might be just turning it off. Yeah, they just turned it off. So they're probably going to turn the other one off down at the other end. So well, maybe maybe not. Now they got it. Oh, they got it working, right? So here we go. The Panthers coming to the line of scrimmage. Ball at the own 39-yard line. First to 10 with 6.45 remaining here in this third quarter. 21-point lead for the Panthers. Flory underneath center. And hand off to Van Winkle. Van Winkle is going to pick up about three. Up to the 43-yard line. We're going to mark it at the 43. Pick up a four. Second down and six. Second down. They had to reset those clocks, I guess. Got two TV stations down here. Don't know who they are, though. 618 left here in the second half, or third quarter. Now we had some equipment problems. For one of the Dixie players, now it's all fixed up. Clock running with 6.10 to go. It's time to hand off to Van Winkle once again. Van Winkle's got some running room. He gets all the way down to the 43-yard line of Dixie. He's going to be good enough for another first down for the, for the Panthers. Next week, the Panthers or the Dixie Grants will go. To, oh, wait a minute. Let's see who's going where. Next week, Dixie will go to National Trail, and Arcanum will come calling at Tri County North. Corey takes the handoff, going back to pass, looking over to his left side, and overshoots. His intended receiver, Franklin Filburn. So it'll be second and ten. Ball at the 43-yard line with 5.37 to go. 
Glad you could join us here on the Gem City Sports Network. Second and ten for the Panthers at the Dixie 43-yard line. Clock running. Or no, clock is stopped with 5.37 left here in this third quarter. Receiver out to the left, one to the right. Two men in the slot. And take the handoff. Before he gets blasted and a fumble. And it is picked up by who? Looks like Dixie has it. And Dixie has it at the Tri-County North 42-yard line. Hobbling off once again is Connor Kilbarger. Looks like he got another cramp. Those hurt. So Dixie will try to take advantage of this turnover with 5.26 to go here in the third quarter. They trail 28-7. And it is first and 10 at the 41-yard line of Tri-County North. So here come the Greyhounds. Valeska is going out wide to the right. Martin coming up to the line of scrimmage in the shotgun. Martin going to take it himself. He's to the 40. Sidesteps one player, gets down to the 35-yard line, a pickup of about six, second and four. Stop there on the stop there on the play by Davis Brunk. So it'll be second and four. Ball will be at the 35-yard line. Martin in the shotgun. Going to hand off. And he's going to hand off to Preston Miller. Miller's going to be close to the first down. He's got the first down, it looks like. Down to the 30-yard line. So it'll be the first first down of the half for Dixie. 440 to go here in this third quarter. 441. So the Greyhounds have it first and 10 at the Tri-County North 30-yard line. Best going out wide to the right this time. Two men in the slot with man going in motion. And they throw it out. Nice catch by Justin Melton, but it was just too far out in front of him. He caught it, but his momentum, uh, his momentum forced him to the ground. Now we got a injured Greyhound on the far side. And it's one of those cramps again. Ball is marked at the 30-yard line, so no game. It'll be second and 10 at the 30-yard line. Once again, the uh, trainer is out there very quickly. Also the trainer from north, because it's closer to the north side than it is to the, the Dixie side. 
try to get some scores for you here in this. We have a little bit of a break. Got to re- reboot the uh, score screen. Looks like it's the running back. Northmont leads Fairmont 14 to 7 in the fourth quarter. Minster over Fort Recovery 41 to 14. Baden over Nick Nicholas or over Roger Bake 28 to nothing in the third quarter. St. Henry Parkway 2020. Coming off is Hunter Dalton for the Greyhounds. Ansonia 38 to nothing over Arcanum. That's the running clock. That game will be over with if not if it isn't already. Ansonia's got one of those teams again. Martin in a quarterback once again for the Greyhounds. He's going to keep it himself. And he's going to get down to the 27-yard line. Make it to 20, yeah, 27-yard line. Pick up a three second, a third down and seven. Filburn in on the stop for the Panthers. Springboro leads Beaver Creek 14 to nothing. Eaton and Oakwood. Eaton leads Oakwood 24 to 14. Riverside 21, Bethel 17. Tippecanoe 28 13 over Pickwick in the third quarter. Xenia leads Stevens 7 nothing. We'll be at Xenia to see their new stadium next week as they take on the Butler Aviators in the Miami Valley League battle. Here's a handoff. It's time to Zach Wright. Wright is going to not pick up anything. Maybe a yard. And it's going to be fourth down. It'll be fourth down. Dixie going to go for it, looks like. Trailing 28-7 here with three minutes to go here in this third quarter. Clock continues to run down. Centerville leads Miamisburg 17-14. West Liberty Salem 21-21 over Southeastern. Wayne 21-7 over Springfield. Martin downfield and in in and out of the hands. Justin Melton. And that's going to turn the ball back over to the Panthers with 2.40 to go here in the third quarter. 28-7 is our score. It's been the Colton Van Winkle show. As he ran in from 22 yards, 23 yards, and 6 yards out. Before he threw a a 14-yard pass to Hutchison. And that was uh, makes 28-7. And Martin, for the Greyhounds, ran it in from one yard out. So the Greyhounds, or the Panthers, will take over first and 10. Ball will be at their own 26-yard line with 2.40 to go in the third quarter. No running clock just as yet for this one. I doubt it's going to happen. Corey fires across the middle, and nice block. A nice, nice defense by Jamario Jordan. Or Jamal, Jamal Jordan. Nice job by him. Second down and 10. Ball to 26 yard line. 234 left. Go, go, go. 
Dixie Greyhound cheerleaders along with the youngins down there cheering tonight. There's a handoff, or no, Flory's going to keep it himself. He's got some running room. He's to the 50, to the 40, to the 30, to the 25, and pushed out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Number 10, Flory, ball So Flory picks up a ton. For a pass the first down. Almost a 50-yard run. So 2.23 left. This could be the icing on the cake here for the Panthers. They lead it 28 to 7. Flory back underneath center. Van Winkle in the backfield. Man goes in motion. Hand off to Van Winkle. Van Winkle up the middle. He's got some more running room. Gets down inside the 10-yard line to the 8. Another first down for the Panthers. Kind of interesting to find. I'm interested to see how, how many yards he's got tonight. He had quite a bit last week, too. Next week we'll be at Xenia as the Butler Aviators take on the Xenia, Bulldog, or Xenia Buccaneers. It's Right. Be on the air at 6:45. Or, yeah, 6:45. Flory underneath center. He's going to hand off this time, to, or no? He's going to keep it himself and run into the end zone for a touchdown from 10 yards out. So another touchdown for the Panthers makes it now 34 to seven. One more score, and this is a running clock. Unless Dixie has something to say about it, which they they will. Parlett back into kick. He's got four in a row tonight. Kick is up, and it is good. So with 157 remaining here in the third quarter, it's the Panthers 35 and the Dixie Greyhound 7. We'll be right back with it right after this. Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. I don't know how this came, became a, a song that people wanted to listen to. It's Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. And everyone nuts over here at Dixie about that one. Of course, they made it famous over at uh, Boston at Fenway Park. 35-7 is our score. 157 remaining here in the third quarter. Parlette will boot it away for the Panthers. 
Velasquez and Justin Melton back deep for the Panther or for the Grahams. Ball coming down to Velasquez at about the 18. He's to the 20, 25, 30, and up all the way up to the 35 yard line. That'll be where Dixie takes over, first and 10. Mason Givens on the stop next week. Dixie will travel to National Trail, take on the Blazers, and Arcanum will come to Tri County North to take on the Panthers. We will be in Zenith as the Butler Aviators take on the Zenith Buccaneers in the brand new uh, Doug Adams Stadium. Looking forward to that. Here come the Greyhounds. Two receivers over to the near side. There's a handoff coming up to Miller. Miller coming around the right side and or left side. And he's going to be stopped before he gets to the line of scrimmage. If he made it to the line of scrimmage at all. Van Winkle in on the stop. A loss of one second down and 11. Ball placed at the 34-yard line. One twenty-two left here in this quarter. Going over to the far side is... Justin Miller. Two receivers to the far side, two to the near side. Martin, quarterback keeper. It's up to about the 37-yard line to pick up of a couple. Third down and eight at the Dixie 42. They need to get some points, like, right now. Less than a minute ago here in this third quarter. Panthers score again. It's going to be a running clock. Like I said, Dixie will have something to say about it. Time called by Dixie. We're going to take a quick timeout. Be right back. You scored 35-7. Tri-County North back after this. Hey, sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT-TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. We yeah, Back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School. Dixie has a ball with 27 seconds left, 38 to 38-yard er, line. They pitch the ball back, and it's was that a lateral? They, I think that was called a lateral, and 
That's going to be fourth down. They're going to mark the ball back all the way to the 20 or the 30, 33-yard line. I'll make it now. Yeah, the 33-yard line. 21 seconds left as booting it away will be Alex Best with Logan Flory back deep for the Panthers. They lead 35-7 with 21 seconds left here in the third quarter. Good snap. Best boots it away. Good end over and kick coming down. It's going to hit about the 40 and take a Dixie roll all the way down to about the 25-yard line. So Tri-County North will take over first and 10 with 12 seconds left here in this third quarter. 25 yard punt by Alex Best. Panthers will take over on their own. 25 yard Trying to put this one away. Uh, I think they've already done it. Well, Canham scored. It's now 38 to 8. Mister over at Sunday, at least. Or Canham in the fourth quarter, 38 to 8. 8. Come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage with Flory in underneath center. And off once again to Van Winkle. Van Winkle trying to break through, but he's not going anywhere. Maybe a pickup of uh, maybe two or th- make it three. I'll make it two, and that's going to do it here in the third quarter. You score after three quarters to play. It's the Tri-County North Panthers 35 and the Dixie Greyhound 7 back after this. Know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Profiler, Inc., your local source for custom graphics, including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Profiler Performance Product. And we move to the fourth quarter of play as they're doing the Macarena here. Twelve minutes on the clock. Twelve minutes to go here in this one. It's all Tri-County North. 35-7. to They've scored over 100 points in the last two games. There come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage. Logan Flory back in there under, underneath center. Flory back, and Bess has him in the backfield, uh, back to the 20-yard line. So Beth gets the sack. It's going to be marked at the 20-yard line. A loss of about eight, so it'll be second down and 18. Third down, Make a third down. Ball resting at the 20-yard line. They've got to get to the 37. 
Third and 15 for the Panthers. 11.25 left. Here come the Panthers up to the line of scrimmage. Ben Winkle will get the ball. Goes around the right side. Got some running room. And he's going to be brought down close to the first down. And that is uh, going to be a first down. Uh, no, make it. Yeah, it'll be a first down. Be the sixth one of the half. Thirteenth overall. Eleven oh three and counting here in this third quarter or fourth quarter. It's been all Tri County North. They will take, get ready to take on the Arcanum Trojans next week, and they could be three and one or three and two. It did. The computer points come out on Tuesday. Let's see where they're at. And off to Van Winkle once again. He's got some running room, just running over people all the way down to the forty-four yard line of the Greyhounds, and a penalty marker comes flying in. At the 45-yard line, after the play was over with, unsportsmanlike conduct against Dixie. So that's going to mark him 15 yards in addition to that that run. So it's going to be all the way down to the 30-yard line. Unsportsmanlike conduct, Dixie. 166 <laughs> So, looks like it may have gone against number 55, and that would be uh, Connor Kilbarger. So, it's going to be first and ten for the Panthers. Unsportsmanlike conduct against the Greyhounds. That's all they needed. They're going to mark it at the 30-yard line. It'll be first and ten for the Panthers at that point with 10.32 to go. All they need to do is get two points, and this game is going to be in running clock. And off up the middle. Colt Van Winkle runs in from the 30-yard line, and it's now 41-7. to so a 30-yard run by Van Winkle just adds to his toe. With 10-15 left here in this fourth quarter. It'll be running clock as they run the clock and Parlette will attempt the extra point. Kick is up and through, and Parlett's got six more points. That makes it now 42 to 7. We'll be back with more after this. Archie's an all American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two time drag week winner Jeff Lutz 
to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Carn. Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. And the clock continues to run here at Chief Brown Stadium. It's not the kind of uh, game that Dixie thought they were going to have. Hey, we had a yard line winner in the third quarter. Mickey Bowers, winner of $200. Mickey Bowers, if you're here tonight, please come to the press box. So here we go. Parlette will kick it off. Velasquez back deep, and it's going to come to the far side. And it's going to go picked up by Melton. Melton is going to be dropped at about the 10-yard line. So that's where the... That's where Dixie will take over, first and 10. Clock running. It, won't, it will. So here come the Greyhounds. They were hoping for a better outcome. This, they thought this was going to be a better game than it was, but it was all all Tri County North. But the uh, the Greyhounds, they have uh, a lot to look forward to. And what do we have, a safety? No. Ball carrier got back to the, uh, got lost. Number 32, Trustin Miller, ball carrier. Trustin Miller was the ball carrier. It'll be second down and about 13. Ball will be placed at the four-yard line. I'll make it to six-yard line. I'm sorry, six-yard line. Clock continues to run with 7.28 to go here in this fourth quarter. 42-7, Tri-County North leading it. Pass out into the flats. Goes to Justin Melton. Melton gets all the way up to about the... We're going to mark it about the 19-yard line. That's going to be good enough for another first down for Dixie. Here's the new winning 50-50 ticket number. The guy must have... 007. So it'll be first and 10 for the Greyhounds at the... Greyhound, 17-yard line. 007739, new winning ticket for 50-50. So here come the... Greyhound's just letting the clock run. Come Martin up to the line of scrimmage. Nine seconds left on the play clock. Got to get it off. 
And penalty markers come flying in. De- delay a game. Six minutes to go. So delay a game against the Greyhounds. We'll mark it back five yards. It'll be second down, or make it third down, and about seven. Ball will be placed at the 14-yard line. We've got to get to the 20-yard line. Back at it again next week with the Butler Aviators traveling to Xenia to take on the Xenia Buccaneers in Miami Valley League action. Bad snap. Went off the scramble for it, and it's still going to be Dixie Ball. There's a fumble on the snap. We cover by number 32, Preston Miller. Preston Miller in on the, got the ball. They're going to mark it back at the 11-yard line. Five minutes to go here in this one. So Tri-County North will improve to 1-1 one and one in the conference, 2-2 two and two overall. Dixie will fall to 1-2 and 2-2 two and two and two in conference, 2-2 and two and two overall. They will try and... And there's going to be an offside on Dixie as one man was late getting back or getting onto the field. Ball's kicked all the way down into Panther territory, down to the 47-yard line. And I think Trey Smithman is going to, is going to uh, decline this penalty. As being late onto the field was uh, Connor Kilbarger. So they're discussing it and they're going to go over and talk to Trey Smitherman. See if he wants to take it or not. Well, thank everybody for tuning in. Today's game has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, Big League. Look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air. Any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By the USO. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwest Ohio. By the USO. By the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And by the Gem City Sports Network. And I think they're going to make it kick it again. 4.11 to go as the clock is stopped for the penalty. So they're going to mark it back all the way to the 10-yard line, it looks like. Well, mark it back further than that, all the way back to about the 5. Now make it to 6. So Dixie will boot it again. Back deep is Peyton Fannin. 42 to 7 is our score. A short punt. And it's going to take a Dixie bounce, though. And it's going to turn out to be a decent punt all the way up to the 39 yard line. And that's where they make it to 40. And that's where the Panthers will take over first and 10 with 341 remaining here in this fourth quarter. See if we get some final scores, maybe. 
Minster 41, Fort Recovery 20. These are all fourth quarter scores. St. Henry 23-20 over Parkway. Centerville 24-14 over Miamisburg. Let's see if I can refresh these and see if we can... Here come the Panthers, first and ten at the Dixie 40-yard line. Handoff goes over to Givens. Givens around the right side. Givens gets the first down and more. Down to the... Down to the 28-yard line. Clock still running with three minutes to go. Centerville leads Miamisburg 27-14 to in the third quarter. 8-24-14 over Oakwood. Typically 28-13 over Pickway in the fourth. Wayne, 21. Springfield, 14. That's a big game in the G-Walk. West Liberty Salem, 34. Southeastern, 21. Senior, 10 nothing over Stebbins. Keeping it is Flory. Flory gets down to about the 15-yard line. That's going to be good enough for a first down. Clock will continue to run with 225 left here in this second half. Springboro leads... That had been updated. That's 14 nothing at the half. Riverside 28-24 over Bethel. Fairbanks leads Catholic Central 16-2. Waynesville leads Brookville 21-14. That, that might be an upset. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Greenview and West Jefferson tied at 35 and a wild one down up at West Jefferson. London 26, Shawnee 14. Flory's going to keep it himself. Goes around right side and into the end zone for a touchdown. From 15 yards out. So Flory scores his third or second touchdown. With 1.43 left. Barlett will try the extra point. Trying for his seventh extra point. Seventeenth in the last two games. This may be the final play of the game. Kick is up, and it is good. That makes it now 49-7. to And the clock will continue to run, and I don't think they're going to get a kickoff off. So your final score is going to be 49 to 7. And they are just waiting at the line. At, they're waiting. On, no, they, they stopped the clock. The scoring went like this. Colton Van Winkle on a 22-yard run with 9.20 to go in the first quarter. Made it 7 to nothing. All the extra points were good. Flory on a 14-yard pass to Hutchison. Parlett made the extra point, 14 to nothing. Martin from Dixie it started off the second quarter with 10:26 to go. Martin scored on a one-yard run, it was 14-7. And Van Winkle scored on a 23-yard run. Parlett made the extra point, 21-7. That was your halftime score. It's been all Tri-County North after that. Van Winkle scored on a six-yard run. 
Flory a 10-yard run, Van Winkle a 30-yard run, and Flory another 15-yard run. All the extra points good by Parlett, and it's now 49-7 with 105 left. Ball coming down to the far side, and it's bobbled again. Bobbled again by Justin Melton, and he's going to be put, brought down at about the 25-yard line, or make it the 20-yard line. So Dixie will have it one more time with 53 seconds left. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products, by, G- by Don Brown Sports Apparel, by McAfee Heating and Air, by Profiler Inc., by the USO, by Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwest Ohio, by the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and by the Gem City Sports Network. Tomorrow afternoon, it's the Central State Marauders taking on the Dayton Flyers from Welcome Stadium. We'll be on the air at 1230. Kickoff set for 1 o'clock. Here's the handoff. Goes to... No, or, uh, Trusted Miller, the ball carrier, and that may do it. 22 seconds left, and that's it, unless they go to. 12 yard run, not for a first down. So, this is going to be the final play of the game if they get it off. 6, 5, 4, 3. Two. And another bobble. New quarterback in there, and that's Cole Johnson. And that, my friend, is going to do it. Your final score, Tri-County North 47 and Dixie 7. Dixie falls to 2-2 two and two overall. Tri-County North improves to 1-1 one one in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference. 2-2 two two overall. Dixie Falls to 1-2 and two in the conference, 2-1 and one overall. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks when Bradford is here. As they take as, And the, the uh, Railroaders and the Greyhounds will do battle. Next week we'll be at Xenia for the Butler Aviators and Xenia Buccaneers. So this is Doug Brown saying so long. Thank you for joining us here on the Gem City Sports Network. Once again, your final score. Tri-County North 49, Dixie 7. This has been a presentation of the Gem City Sports Network. You've been listening to the High School Game of the Week. Today's game has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in Southwest Ohio. By the USO. By the Ohio High School Athletic Association. By Darren Dowler Music. And by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Join us next time for all the play-by-play action of high school football right here on the Gem City Sports Network.